0: I want to be a billionaire, so freaking bad, buy all of the things I never had.
1: I want to be on the cover of Forbes magazine. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. You want to be a billionaire? That's what we're talking about today. Is it about money? What's it about? On the show today, we're going to be talking about, does money really make a difference? Come on. Can't you be poor and happy, and can't you be rich and really unhappy? That's what we're talking about on the show. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Matt Townsend. This is the Matt Townsend Show, and on the show, we like to talk about the human factor, the things that make us human, and give you a little tool, a little uh, tool, that sounds like bad English, give you some ideas, some skills, some solutions for how to build a healthier, happier life. Welcome to the program. Boy, have we got a big one for you. Now, the Christmas season, money's obviously a very big deal. And in fact, tonight I was just told that, uh, actually this morning on the drive uh, with my wife, uh, she told me, guess what? I'm like, what? She says, I don't have any Christmas purchased yet. I've made no purchases yet. And I didn't know if that was good or bad. But I thought, well, it's got to be good. And then she said, well, that means we will be doing all of the purchases over the next few days.
2: Oh ho! And then
1: I realized what she was giving me was bad news. Was, <laughs> when, when we're suddenly destitute, yeah. this is why. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly. What saying. That's what she's saying. And she's also saying that apparently I get to be a part of the shopping this year, which we've never done. You well, have my condolences. Mm-hmm.
2: Pretty much she just doesn't want to deal with it all. So she's like, here, Matt, you can help me. Yes. A.K.A. carry around all the stuff yes. as I buy what I want.
1: A.K.A. just
0: slowly kill me. <laughs> if you end up at a mall, just my heart goes out to you.
1: Well. I'm very sorry. I, You know what? I We are going to a mall. Uh, but uh, Bryce uh, hates malls. Can I just tell you? It's been a very big day because not only are we going to a mall today, we also are going to go to a wedding oh. for someone else. I got to do a speech today, which is wonderful. And even better, I got to go to the dentist. Mm. Wow. Good news, by the way. The Townsend family, eight for eight. There's eight of us in our family. No cavities. Oh. Ooh. Well done. Yeah. Really good. Real, don't you think? Yeah, uh, we do have to. Two of my kids don't have any teeth, so we're going to have to get him some. <laughs> so, well, them yeah. some. Well, um, well, but, that skews
3: the t- I know. statistics yeah. right there. A yeah. little I know. Bit. But no
1: But no, no cavities, no cavities. You, I found out you can't have a cavity if you don't have teeth. Mm. Yeah. So, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? But again, it's going to cost ten thousand dollars in dental work to get him teeth. Yeah, win some, but lose some. But I also say, who needs teeth? Not really. <laughs> Thanks, Juan. <laughs> you,
2: you just gum it. That was oh, really.
1: That, is that your gummy voice, you can, Juan? You can, Oh yeah. That was like almost scary. It brought back memories, childhood memories of Uncle Will, weird Uncle Will,
2: weird Uncle Will.
1: (laughs) He talks with his gums flapping in the wind. Uh, Today we're talking money. Now I know you guys are loaded. And by the way, company party. Mm. I forgot that we're doing a little company party today. Yep. I just we don't know what company. (laughs) It's it's a show party.
2: We don't know which place to bill it to, so if you guys have any suggestions. Well, apparently
1: Rob, who's not with us today, but Rob, he says he'll pay. Oh, yeah. So let's nice. do it, you guys. I remember.
0: I remember in an email he sent, he said something about money was no object. Yes. So Those words
1: were in the email.
0: Those words were in the maybe email. Maybe not
1: in that order, but they were there. That's done. right. And, <laughs> and, maybe exactly. not, and maybe not that connotation. No, no. But, I think but... he, he may have meant something else, but whatever, because the words are there. Yeah. And as we all know, we can make the words mean whatever we want them to mean, mm-hmm. which for me means I'm going for the surf and turf. I'm going to get I want I'm going to get um lobster and steak if Robbie's paying. How do you think Rob would handle me like buying an 80 dollar dinner? Ben
0: once described him as the cheapest person alive, and so I think Rob would just like just like he'd his internal in organs would just liquefy. Yeah. Like yeah, it'd be he too much just, for him to handle. He'd vaporize.
1: <laughs> but you know what? Let's do it. Let's just see how let's, far we can push him tonight. And then we'll come back and report that on the show. How terrible. Ah. <laughs> and what we'll, do is we'll just, what we'll do is I'll pay for it. I'll actually pay for it. But let's all pretend, pretend like he's paying like it for it.
2: Is.
4: And mm. even more
1: importantly, let's pretend like we're really hungry. Okay. Mm. Like we might want to double the orders.
3: Hmm? That'd be good. The surf and turfs. Are you in, Juan? Oh, I'm totally in. Okay, are you hungry? Well, if you're paying and I'll or pay. Rob is paying. I think way. I'll pay.
1: I'm going to pay. Uh, I just I found a credit card in the parking lot. Oh. And well. I'm totally going to try it. <laughs> that sounds like a felony. God, um, here we come. It's not. <laughs> I didn't find it. It was in my wallet that I found in the parking lot.
3: Oh. Oh, that makes it better. That's kind of okay. scary.
1: Well, anyway, on the show, of course, we like to deal with the headlines, the human headlines, the good, the bad, and the ugly of the human race. And uh, I know we got headlines. Do you, any of you got any news for me?
2: Oh, yeah, I do. So, apparently... In Rhode Island, oh. there is a dancing cop. Really? Yeah.
1: Is he with the village people?
2: No. Because
1: okay. I, I do know that dancing that cop. That guy <laughs> is a dancing cop.
2: No, but this guy, like, he started directing traffic kind of, you know, with a little yes. bit of flair back in the day. Yes. And people just, like, were pouring in, just loving it. They were like, this is awesome. You know, people would call to the fun station. What a cop. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> look at him directing. And so, but then he would, like, do it like normal, like yeah. when his supervisors were looking. Yeah,
1: you don't want to look down.
2: Yeah, but no, but then he just, like, it out. People loved it. And so, you know, the officials were like, yeah, keep on doing it, bro.
1: It's and so, working for you.
2: Yeah. And so he left. He actually left the force, but then- Did he get they...
1: promoted to, like, he got to another dance troupe?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. but um, He
1: actually left.
2: Yeah, just to start his own company, just another business. Training other cops to dance. <laughs> Training other cops to dance. But, you know, people missed him, and so the- and the force they yeah. actually brought him back. They have him a contract, so for 10 days around the holidays, he does his little thing. He gets in his uniform and he dances out there. Wait, and, so he
3: he has to practice all year just for these 10 days yeah. of dancing? I mean, it's That's pretty spectacular well, dancing.
1: Yeah, know? it's like the Nutcracker. You have, if you're a dancer and you're in the Nutcracker, you only play it what a month, mm-hmm. uh-huh. so you've got to wait all year. You see, it's like That's that. A, uh, okay. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Something you must like not that. know your dancing cop stuff. Very well. I
3: must not. I, I'm out of the loop on that.
1: No, it's huge. It's huge in Rhode Island. I They even have dancing EMTs. Wow. Yeah. And dancing construction workers.
2: Mhm. It's pretty big. You a lot know. of people don't know
1: that about Rhode Island. People yeah. like to be a, a,
0: a double threat. They like to have yeah. their actual job yeah. and then dance while doing it.
1: You don't want to keep all your eggs in one basket. Exactly. The dancing cop. Basket. I wondered
3: why you danced throughout the whole show the other day. Did you see that? I was wondering. I did.
1: In fact, I pulled my back out. Just bust the moon. So, I'm going uh, to a dancing chiropractor this Thursday. <laughs> oh, today is Thursday. Today's my appointment. That actually worked. <laughs> That's uh no. So, but that's cool. See, he's just bringing joy, right? Yeah, I know. And better that because if he's dancing, he can't write a ticket. <laughs> it's hard to write a ticket he's while you're the dancing. Best I've cop tried that.
5: Ever?
1: <laughs> Those are my favorite cops. Those the are the ones, ones that put hundred dollar bills in the ticket they give I know.
5: you. Wasn't
2: that so awesome?
1: I think that was really awesome. I
2: really like that. Story. But
1: if, if you can't have a hundred dollar ticket cop guy that gives you money every time he tickets you, then you want the dancing guy. Mm -hmm. Because he's, again, too busy to ticket. Uh, Hey, BT, you got any news?
0: I do. Uh, Are you engaged? Am I? (laughs) No. Not that kind of news. Okay, (laughs) just checking. I didn't say good news or shocking news. Yeah, okay. No, this is good news. Well, okay, I shouldn't say good news, but... It's news. It's news. Sibling fights may lead to depression and self-esteem issues. Uh, Duh. To that I say... (laughs) Every younger sibling knows this. Is this
1: new news?
2: I know. When I read that headline, I was like, uh, yeah, actually.
1: Where's the news there? It was yeah,
0: and? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's news because we finally have data on it, but- uh, Matt and I are both the youngest babies. We're the babies. One. Where are you I am one? the eldest. You so are the eldest.
3: please explain this. To oh, me. this me. explains know,
2: a lot. I'm a younger child too, so I understand. You're, you're a middle I'm child. Outnumbered. That's I'm not, different. I'm yes.
0: Not a you're not the <laughs> okay, baby. You're not middle, the middle
2: younger whatever.
0: Okay. <laughs> so get this: boys with older brothers and girls with brothers, regardless okay. of order, were more likely to have anxiety.
2: <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes.
1: Is that true? <laughs> brothers are horrible. Older brothers
0: are, are just terrors. Hey, just watch it. Terrors. I can turn your mic off oh, whenever I'm He can, and I'm anxious about that. See, Man, you're it.
1: making me nervous, Juan. <laughs> what is it? It's hey. something about the older brother in you. And, that must and be
0: it. And here's another one. Teens whose sibling was a different gender yes. were more likely to have lower self-esteem.
1: Bing! That's really... me. Right? I had three sisters.
0: Matt had three sisters. I have one sister. Self esteem in the toilet. I just, have oh, no self esteem. Right? right. It's gone.
1: I've so had a million weird. hours of therapy to get my self esteem just <laughs> well, to do this show. Well,
2: we know that, Matt. But. You know what? It's
1: true, though, because I had three sisters and they, I used, they used to dress me up. It happens. Uh, and try to explain that to your football team.
0: It's <laughs> weird. When you show up in a dress, when you show they have up a lot of questions. In a
1: Ginny gown. I don't even know what it was. My sister used to dress me in her genie gown. Mm. I was 16. It bugged me. It's irritating. Right? That's not I, the
3: word I would have used, but yes.
1: <laughs> no, but no wonder your self-esteem is shot. These kids, these this brother and sister thing. I mean, that's it makes you wonder, is that really what God wanted? <laughs> when he put us with brothers and sisters, did he want us to really ruin each other?
2: Well, hmm. you know, that's kind of shocking to me because I would think that if you had – like if it was all boys or all girls, you know, like just having like an older sister, well, that was rough. Yeah. You know, it's just like that was more had more of an impact on me than my younger brother. So I'd, I don't know. But I mean, it, obviously, it's data. It's real.
1: It is. It's just it, but it's good to know because it's something we all knew. We all knew they were messing us up. We knew it. <laughs> and now you've confirmed it.
2: We just have proof. with Which science.
1: I, I find it very powerful because um, I just thought I, I felt deeply in my heart that they were messing me up. And that it caused more low self-esteem and higher anxiety. And now I know.
3: Now we have the data. And you know
1: what's great about this for all that, you're, that are listening is now you know before Christmas. So uh-huh. now you can actually bring it up at Christmas dinner. Good. And <laughs> yeah. say I learned on the Matt Townsend show that you guys have messed me up. It's all Thanks. your fault.
2: Thank you. Yes. That's why
1: we're here. We're here to give you a leg up on humanity <laughs> and a way I to. Mean, I mean if we're going to get together
0: as a family, you got to have your guilt trips planned.
1: Yes. Anticipate. The jab.
0: Exactly. Exactly. you got to be ready for it (laughs) because mom always is ready.
3: Mom does. Oh, yeah. Mom's always. Sometimes they're even travel agents for these guilt (laughs) trips. (laughs) We need a
1: good travel agent. Okay, Juan, what have you got? Any headline from you?
3: I do. I got one. It is talking about scholarships. I want to hear what you guys think about this because this is actually a big deal.
1: I've never had one.
3: Need-based versus merit-based scholarships. What are your ideas on this?
1: Interesting. So should they earn it or should you just give it because they actually need it? Mm Mm-hmm.
3: It's a big debate. Which country are we in? It's a big we debate. In? We are in the United States. Okay. Then that, that should be earned.
1: Yeah. We give nothing.
3: Well, and that seems to be-
1: <laughs> I think that's the mantra.
3: That seems to be the trend lately. We have uh, 13 states, mainly in the South, are awarding more than half of their financial aid based on merit.
1: Merit. hmm Interesting. Okay.
3: It, it's really, really interesting and uh these are state based programs so the money that comes from the state
1: is coming on the merit they're, yeah, what they're percentage? trending
3: towards the merit mm-hmm. but
1: it used to be based on need
3: yeah it used to be much more on need but the trend seems to be it going it seems the like
1: merit-based. honestly it should be both
3: yeah I think you need both. Do yeah. you think because they well, and part of the arguments on both sides are that these scholarships serve different demographics. Yeah, right. Uh, obviously, the need base tends towards the lower income. Yeah, and then the merit base tends to, you know, towards yeah. the higher income where people have had more education to begin with. Right, and so it's a really interesting argument um but then of course you have the federal sources of funding like the pell grants and things right those and, should be need and right and those are need they're all need based and yeah it's a it's a really interesting thing it says there's the all of the states in the US provided 11 billion dollars wow. in post secondary student financial aid in 2010 to 2011
1: how come none of my kids get this
0: <laughs> just not enough merit i, I mean it, yeah, i think that's I a know. merit problem they're yeah.
3: very needy
1: <laughs> They're very needy. They
0: keep asking for stuff, so, right?
1: It also seems like if you're, like, wealthier, you have an advantage in maybe going about getting these things. Because you're taking classes in how to get them. You're learning about them. You maybe have more resources. You might... Because you have to compete for some of these, right? Well, I mean, not the pale grants and stuff, but right. No,
2: but a lot of merit, like yeah, yeah. The to...
1: merit you're competing, and, and it's intense. Yeah, the,
3: the competition gets intense. Right. Yep. Another facet of this, which is really interesting, is a lot of these scholarships are funded off of the lottery systems in these uh, states. Oh yeah, and so. And typically, according to the statistics, the lower income areas are the ones who participate more in the lottery. Oh. And they are paying for a lot of these merit-based scholarships that go towards yeah. the middle income class.
1: Yeah. Huh. See?
3: So it's, it's a messy situation. It totally yeah, is. Totally and messy. it can't
1: just be merit because, like, let's say you were raised in Rhode Island and your dad was a dancing cop. I don't know if that pays well, right? It doesn't. But you so. definitely have an advantage like to win the dance scholarships. <laughs> oh, yeah. Others wouldn't. Yeah. So it's, I think it should be need. Like, if you really need to learn to dance, let's say you just don't dance well, you should get the dance scholarship. Hmm. hmm. There you go. Not just being a child of a dancing cop. Life's got to be fair. Oh, yeah. Even. It sorry to get outs. emotional. <laughs> yes. It all evens out. Okay. Well, I think
3: Mark Twain said it best when he said, I've never let my schooling interfere with
1: my education. Holy cow. Did you yeah. just quote Twain? I did.
3: That's the first time I've that, ever done that. Well, that's ever. the first time we've <laughs> ever quoted anybody button, on this. So. So.
4: <laughs>
1: this is great. Juan's I was,
0: good. I was a little too intellectual. Yeah, it's uh, kind of... So uh, I wrong. take
3: it back. I'm
0: oh,
2: sorry. Well, uh, you know, he is, he is a college graduate. Yeah, you know, he is.
0: Know, back
3: in my college days. Hey, Juan, you know
1: that we don't have a scholarship, right? We're <laughs> well, not competing for scholarships. That was why I came. Yeah. We got to let you in on a secret. We don't have a Matt Townsend Show scholarship. So, you can quit quoting Twain. Joke's on you. My bad. Neener, neener. My bad. So, anyway, uh, that's good news. All good news. Yeah. You all did very well today. I'm very surprised. Uh, you're Rob, surprised. What yeah. is that supposed to mean? Well, I don't know. I, like... I don't know, but it was just funny. And then I like the awkward silence. <laughs> Rob's gone. So, when Rob's gone, I didn't know you guys could actually pull together the news, the headlines, but you did. Yes. See?
0: Modern day miracles.
1: Modern day miracles. Scholarships for all of you. Yes. Whether you need them or not. Okay, we're going to take a break. When Perfect. we come back, we are going to get into it. Uh, does money matter? Does it matter how much you have? If you have ten billion dollars that lands in your lap today, will it totally make your life? We're going to come back talk about that uh, coming up on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM One Forty Three BYU Radio.
0: Sometimes it's hard to keep up with the latest news and research in pivotal societal issues. BYU's Wheatley Forum presents the research of leading scholars and experts in current social issues and events. Learn, explore, and discuss the world around us with The Wheatley Forum, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
1: Everybody, to the Matt Townsend show. I work all day to pay the bills. That is ABBA, Bryce Tobin's favorite band ever. There is not a day at BYU Radio and the Matt Townsend show that Bryce doesn't walk in singing an ABBA song.
0: <laughs> I'm always ready. In fact, I touch the door and we have things set up so it starts playing. Abba. I love it. It doesn't do that. We and don't Xanadu, have that kind of
1: money. That's not Abba is it? But Xanadu is your favorite song. We'll <laughs> I thought that us. was a band. Wasn't that a band? Xanadu is a song, I think. It's a song. Isn't it? Uh it's both.
3: It's
0: both. They're they're diplomatic.
3: It. <laughs> it must be diplomatic. Let's no, be diplomatic.
0: It could know. be
1: both. We'll figure it out. We we've got a crew that'll figure this out. Okay. <laughs> so welcome back to the program. We are talking about money. Now, if you had all the money in the world, that would obviously make your life incredibly ha- happy, right? Cuz then you could pay all the bills. Mm -hmm. And then you just sit there in your big recliner and watch that big screen, watch football till football season's over. Then what?
2: But yeah, what happens when football season ends?
1: Well, guess what? Bryce Tobin, our very own, has uh, asked this very simple question. If you only had a little bit more money, right, that would make life so good. Is that true? Do you really believe that? Let's listen to Bryce and find out.
0: Look, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I'm about to rant. This is the Bryce's right we all like to imagine what it would be like to receive a huge inheritance win the lottery or find a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. We imagine a world of freedom from monetary oppression but let's think about this more realistically. If I were to somehow get an extra $200 or let's say a million dollars they would essentially have the same effect on my life each option would give me financial breathing room and right now that's really all I want. A million would be cool but I'm not sure what I would really do with it I only have to spend money on myself my needs are pretty simple and so far I'm able to keep my head above water. Let's say my dream is to leave behind the dingy apartments and get a nice big house with my million dollars. Sounds like my dream is all but fulfilled, right? Hold on, hold on. It's more complicated than that. Now that I have a house, I need to furnish it because I don't own any furniture. Houses also come with dues to the ethically questionable homeowners association and lawns, so I'll need to get all the equipment that goes along with maintaining that. The fact that I'll have a house means everyone will want to use my place for gatherings. I mean, I've got the space, you know? So that means I'll need to be ready with seats, food, drinks, and entertainment for when people constantly wanna come over. And if it's my friends that are coming over, that means a lot of stuff is gonna get broken and it'll need to be replaced. My utility bills will skyrocket now that I'm in a bigger place. It takes more to heat it. I'll have more stuff that'll use electricity. Another big change from apartments to houses is that when things break, someone else doesn't come by to fix it for free. If something should break, I have three options. I can fix it myself, which means I'll need to buy the tools to fix it because I currently don't have them. I can pay for someone to fix it, or I can leave it broken and risk further damage to the house. Speaking of damage, now that I suddenly own things that are worth breaking or stealing, it would be wise to invest in some measure of protection. And then let's not forget, there's property tax, the gift that keeps on taking. But this is just a taste of the spending that's in store for one person. There's even more to deal with if you bring a family into the mix. Expenditures have this way of endlessly escalating. So can you see how just having money doesn't seem to solve that many problems? In the very least, it creates just as many as it solves. But there's even a catch to that, because it's a bunch bunch of new problems that you don't know how to deal with yet. So you get to fumble around wasting who knows how much money until you figure out what you're doing. Let's get real. Think about it. Football players are a great example of people who suddenly go from making practically no money as a college player to suddenly making a tremendous amount of money. And their lives always have a storybook happy ending, right? Or what about lottery winners? You think we'd see them carefree floating around on great big piles of money. But we don't, do we? I didn't know any better, I'd say problems don't care how much money you have. They'll just show up whenever they like to. All right, I'm out. And remember, don't forget to be
1: awesome. Wow, Bryce. You kind of make getting a lot of money really ugly. Well, it kind of is. <laughs> I was all excited to get all this money. And this idea that I was just going to have it all and I could finally have uh, the boat This <laughs> I Hold love on. to work Hold on. on.
0: Hold on. You know what they say about boats? No. So you only have two good days with the boat, when you buy it and then when you sell it.
1: And, hello, when you take your kids to the lake and you boat for half a day and then you break down. And then the boat breaks. And so half of that day was good, too. Or you find out you don't know how to back up with a trailer, let alone a trailer with a boat on it. No, that's really funny. It is. And then you find out you don't know how to get the boat off the trailer. Yep. Then you find out you don't know how to get it back on a trailer. It's a lot of learning that day. And then you find out that you have to tie down the boat on the trailer or it's not a boat. It's just an accident on the freeway.
2: Yeah. Meanwhile, the kids are getting sunburned.
1: And then there's cancer. <laughs> See? It all comes back to so, cancer. So it's what
0: always we, cancer. What we figured out, if you get money, you'll get a boat. And if you get a boat, your kids will get cancer.
1: Therefore, if
0: yeah. you get money, your kids will get cancer.
3: You're taking all the fun out of this, bro. I'm just yeah. saying. It's just math. Right? You're kind of ruining
1: it math. for me. It's just logic. And what do you mean, I don't know how to handle money? Are you kidding? You spend it. It's not that hard. I, that's how you handle it. And if you've got money, you just throw more money at it.
0: If you've got to spend money to make money, right? I don't know. So then spend, I've never made money. spend all of your money, and you'll make all of your money.
1: I'm really glad we have, glad we
3: have some guests coming on, because we don't know anything <laughs> you about You think this. we're
1: stupid, don't you,
3: I know Juan. we're stupid.
1: <laughs> Juan, don't be rude. But you know what? It's true. We don't have a clue what we're talking about. And quite honestly, uh, I'm, I'm just glad we have somebody that does, because... I've had a lot of money. I've had dozens of dozens of dollars and blew it. In fact, I was teaching my son this. Mm -hmm. He was like, Dad, what's the big deal? You, I'm like, you don't have a clue what you've cost us. You don't have a clue what you've cost us, son. You don't have a clue what just one speeding ticket costs us now a month. You don't even know.
2: Your kid got a ticket.
1: Oh, man. Are you kidding? Is he just <laughs> full of tickets? He's full of a lot of stuff. Bummer. And he's cute as can be. He's 6'17 and great. And honestly, incredible, saintly. But his one ticket costs us a lot of money, like $200 more a month.
2: Hello. Oh, that's
1: right. Insurance. Insurance. Yeah, we have to insure the cute little devil. And then, like, he just, you know, he'll forget something and he doesn't know what it costs us to have to go take it and get it and pick it up and get it to him or a late fee or all these things. So, uh, we had a big conversation last night that money, you have to anticipate it. You have to think about it. You have to learn about it. So, check this out. He came out today um, of the dentist and he looks at me and I'm like, how'd that go? And he says, "Uh, I saved you some money. And I'm like, how? And he goes, no cavities, no wisdom teeth. Boom, boom. He's not going to have to have wisdom teeth taken out. Oh, well, that's Look pretty good. That. Uh, but that's I awesome. then reminded him that that means he has no wisdom. <laughs> uh, and so he wasn't very happy with that. You were that. ready for that one. So, money. Okay, we're bringing on the expert. You ready for this, you guys? Yeah. Because I want you to learn. I'm worried about you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm taking you to dinner tonight, even though Rob doesn't know that. I'm taking you to dinner. <laughs> and... But you're, you know, you got school debt. You have to walk in the snow, Madison. I do. <laughs> Bryce? I don't
0: have to walk in the but snow. But you had because to buy a, have a bumper car. that costs I, yes. tens of dollars.
2: <laughs> it,
1: and it costs was a, a few more than tens was of dollars. It is a major <laughs> headache. So when we come back, we're going to be talking with a true money expert. Uh, Martin Hurlbert's gonna be with us. He's written a few books, including a compilation of quotations that he's gonna be giving away to you, our listeners. So if you're gonna want a copy of uh, one of Martin's books, you're gonna have to call us. Or email us. Or email us is better. Email me. At Matt at Matt. I don't remember. We'll get you the email address <laughs> after this. You're listening to the Matt Townsend show right here on Sirius XM one forty three BYU radio.
5: Start your morning right by listening to Marcus Smith and the Morning Team. With news, current events, entertainment, and lively conversation, The Morning Show is here to kickstart your day. The
4: movie will be better than the radio. No, 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 the radio is always best. The radio is always (laughs) best.
5: Join Marcus and the team for The Morning Show. Weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
6: This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. House Speaker John Boehner is once again urging cooperation on avoiding the fiscal cliff, saying his plan B failed due to the will of the House, as many Republicans do not want to be associated with raising taxes. President Barack Obama has officially nominated Senator John Kerry to replace Secretary of State Hillary Clinton when she leaves the post at year's end. The Senate is expected to ratify the decision. The National Rifles Association is calling on lawmakers to abandon efforts to create new gun control laws and instead focus on putting an armed policeman in every school in the U.S. to help stop future tragedies like the Newtown, Connecticut shooting. As the nation continues to debate what the best way to decrease gun violence is, four people have been killed in a Pennsylvania shooting. Three state troopers were also injured. The suspect died at the scene. Sexual assault reports are up an alarming 23 percent at U.S. military academies. Defense Secretary Leon Panetta is responding to the news sharply, calling for a strong and immediate response. International news. Italian Prime Minister Mario Monti has announced his resignation, as promised, after his budget plan was passed by Parliament. The door is now open to a very uncertain election, most likely planned for February, which Monti may run in. On the eve of the second wave of constitutional referendum voting in Egypt, clashes between supporters and opponents of the document based on Islamic law have erupted. Police have been using tear gas to try and calm the crowds. A massive 260-foot yacht, which was being constructed for Steve Jobs prior to his death, has been impounded because the designer says Jobs' heirs still owe a large amount of money on the nearly $140 million project. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall. The best
3: things-
1: That's what I want. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show. Listen to a little Barrett Strong here. Money, that's what I want. You know, that's all you need, they tell you. But I have a feeling there's more to life than money. Like, you got to spend it, right? Welcome back, everybody. We are talking right now to our guest, Martin Hurlbert. Martin uh, has written a bunch of books, including a fun book on quotations, that we're going to be giving away. We told you that earlier, and we couldn't even remember our which email to send you to. So we're going to send you to mattchat at byu.edu, mattchat at byu.edu. The first five uh, emails we get there, we're going to um, send you a copy of his quotation book, which is a fun little uh, book to to read. It's, um, it's going to give you some ideas, some tools. The cool thing about Martin is he knows what he's talking about when it comes to money. Martin is the founding partner in TM Wealth Management, which is a firm that's dedicated to helping people simplify, unify, and multiply their wealth. He is an educator. He knows how to teach us how to do this. He's also the author. One of his books is called Yes, Money Can Make You Happy, How to Build, Protect, and Enjoy Your Wealth. Uh, Martin, welcome to the program.
4: Thank you, Matt, for having me. So
1: good to have you here. It's always fun uh, to bring on an expert, especially when it it comes to money, because it seems like on our show, we don't know very much. (laughs) And you probably noticed that in the first few segments that we just we like to wing it. But I wonder if we're not more like everybody else. Do you think? I mean, do most people have a clue what they're doing when it comes to money?
4: If you have no idea what you're doing with money, do you know what that makes you? What? Normal. Oh, good. You're like everyone else.
1: At least I'm normal somewhere, huh?
4: That's right. Congratulations.
1: Thanks. Here's the question for you. How much money really is enough? More. More than everyone else?
4: No, no more than you currently have. You know, that's true, huh? Whatever you have to be happy, you think you need more. We, we do. There's actually a study that was done My by My wife that. actually told me we do. Of course. Well, yeah. she knows, right? She would know. They did a study, Matt, where they asked a bunch of people what would make you feel rich. And what they found is, whatever amount they had, twice that amount is what it took to feel rich. Really? So if a guy has two million, he needs four million to feel rich. Yeah. If he has five million, he needs ten million. But at ten million, it kind of plateaued. So once you have ten million, you then, don't need more. Then you feel rich. Then you feel you, rich. You feel rich. Before that, you're not. You're not happy. You're not satisfied.
1: <sighs> Those people are so greedy. Because are, I'd be
4: totally happy with $5 million.
1: Of course you would. And I'd feel rich.
4: Yeah. You know, it, I, I find the problem is it's not so much money. I don't care about money. I don't even yeah. want money. But before I leave the grocery store with food, they want money from me. I know. You know before, before I go in the movie theater, <laughs> I have to give them money. It's everyone else that wants money. It's not me. They're the ones that need the money. See, if they had the money, I could, be, I could live for free. You could.
1: Right. <laughs> you think, huh? It's, uh, money's a big deal because it's kind of a sign of power. It's a sign of security. So it seems like it's one of our biggest needs is this – we've tied our security to our money, our wealth, we think, versus our – I mean it seems like it might be smarter to tie it to your abilities. Oh, absolutely. Your skills, your ability to – I mean because I know people that have no money but – I mean that never made a ton of money but they have a lot of
4: money. Mm -hmm. Jim Rohn once said that how much you're paid is not as important as how much you're worth. Oh, that's cool. So if you could focus on the job skills you have, whatever you do to add value to our yeah. society, that, that's your best investment. Right. Being a better you, whatever you are, school teacher, a dancing cop in Rhode Island, yeah. be, be the best you can be.
1: Yeah. If, you, if you're going to be a dancing cop, you have got to be the best one.
4: Imagine a mediocre dancing cop. Oh, seriously. That would, just, that would be, seriously. be uncomfortable. Well, and especially if you were full-time. Yeah.
1: Because then, you know, I mean, you, you're doing would, nothing but People just, would
4: divert other seats, streets yeah, to get, to get away from you. It's just embarrassing. It would be. Very, very uncomfortable. Isn't
1: that – and it seems like we don't quite get the money thing. I don't know. It's like we we don't ever – where do you learn this, you know? It, if Especially because if, if you didn't come from money where they taught you about money and how to make money and where do you actually learn how to do it? So we have all these other stereotypes or these beliefs about it that maybe aren't real. You, you didn't get the manual? No, you, is there a money
4: manual? Well, if you don't go to my class, then, then there is no money manual. Then you learn by trial yeah. and error. You 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 may watch your parents. Yeah. And sometimes though, I see people whose parents were very good with money, and they're the exact opposite. Yeah. In fact, they say that the first generation will make wealth or create wealth. The second generation spends it, and the third one ends up with nothing.
1: Uh, so my kids are destitute. They're dead.
4: Are, are you the second generation I'm of wealth?
1: Second. No, actually, no. We were poor. I don't know if I was poor. So then you, we were middle class.
4: That means you have to create the wealth. Yeah. That, that's a heavy burden. It's huge. That's it's why, not That's why working. you work so hard, huh?
1: It is. That's why I work. But part of it is I think even if I had a ton of it coming in, it, it seems like a burden. Money actually is a burden too, right? You I mean know,
4: I don't think so. I think well, money – because you do it easily. You can well, think
1: – but like money seems hard because like what Bryce was saying, I now have to manage it. I have to – It's like a stewardship. It's something I'm in charge of now that now I have to go be the steward over.
4: Well, certainly there's some responsibilities that come with money. Absolutely. And and being a good steward with that, I think it's important. Yes.
1: Do people – but you probably don't hear that side of it much, right? You probably just hear more people that just want
4: more. Well, they do want more or they want me to fix their problems. Uh, I I can tell you – I think it's a really sad story. I I worked with a couple who were in their mid-60s. All they had to live on was Social Security and a small pension mm. and about $10,000 in an IRA. IRA. That's not much at all. That's, that's all they, they had. Really not. And they yeah. were complaining. And they told me the reason they had no money is their kids were always borrowing from them. Quote, quote, borrowing, never yeah. paying back. Stealing. They, they were babysitting their, their grandkids so their kids could go off into work or whatever. So the the parents were really struggling. Well, about a year later, one of the sons called me. said, Martin, I want to come to your office. So, okay, come on in. He told me he'd been laid off about uh, nine months prior from a job paying about $40,000 a year. So that's not super high income. But, right. You know, it's, it's, I guess you can get by on that. Yeah. And so we began talking. It turns out at that point he had, uh, oh gosh, it was somewhere around, I think, $60,000 in credit card debt. Really? That he'd accrued. He had a, a $7,000 TV. <laughs> now I asked him, wait, let me get this straight yeah. here. You make forty grand a year. You spent 20% of your annual income on a TV. Well, I guess I should have done that, huh? Yeah. He didn't even never thought of it. Well, everyone had one. Right. So you got to get it. You don't want to be the only well, guy in the neighborhood without the- I make way more than he makes, Matt. The yeah. most I've ever paid for a TV is 600 bucks. So
1: you're a cheapskate. Uh,
4: yes, and proud. <laughs> but that's why you have money. Th- that's why I have money, that's yes. That's the key, huh? And then it went on. He, he, we ended this little meeting by him telling me that his cable TV bill was $120. Oh, my and word. I thought what he meant was that was several months that accrued. No, that yeah. was, that was his monthly bill- yeah that he was still trying to pay nine months after being laid off. And he learned it from his parents. His yeah. parents had actually spoiled him. They'd ruined him yeah, by just giving him and giving him and getting him out of trouble. See, that's what it is. I think we – the kids almost don't have the real-life experience of not
1: having. Some of us right. never learned that. I mean I knew we were – we didn't have money. Mine was a single family, my mo- single parent family. My mom was just trying to make it work, and we didn't have everything. But you know, we sure felt like we did. Mm-hmm. And I think, but then I look at my kids and just trying to get them to see the value of a dollar is right. huge.
4: So, when you were a teenager, did you start earning your own money? Uh huh. See, that's that's totally that's probably more valuable than your PhD.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. For, my for, PhD for, is like nobody even knows Martin unless I tell them.
4: Which you often do, so <laughs> I that's do. good. That's my
1: big deal. I am a doctor, you know. <laughs> that's but right. It, the fun, I mean, really, the PhD, but that's, I guess, in another kind of parallel to this. We kind of think the titles matter or the, the, the things matter, the, the stuff matters.
4: Well, the, the poor people think that titles matter Yeah. and that stuff matters. Yeah. But the reality is it doesn't. Yeah. No, I totally agree. See, I think that what money management is really all about, Matt, it's about self-mastery. It's mm-hmm. about self-management. And you show me someone with money problems. That means they have behavior problems. Yeah. In fact, it's behavior driven by emotions that yeah. really dictates virtually all of our financial choices, either good or bad. Isn't that true? So it kind of goes just back to your character, back to you, doesn't it? It's right. it's
1: what you bring. That's interesting because that's why the money's not the issue. It
4: never is. Money's <clears throat> like a mirror; it just reflects back who you really are. So, I love so that so idea. So if you're if you're stingy. And selfish when you're poor and you get a bunch of money, you'll just be more selfish and more stingy. Yeah. And if you're kind and generous and giving when you're poor and you happen to get a bunch of money, then you'll be the same way. It's kind. like the magnifier, isn't mm-hmm. it? It just magnifies it, oh, your personality. It really, and it
1: kind of distorts it too.
4: It, oh, it certainly can. It, especially the, the, the new book I'm working on is called uh, Do Not Blow It, How to Survive Sudden Wealth Syndrome. So it's it's about people who get huge increases in net worth through lotteries or inheritances or life insurance and so on, and that simply magnifies the impact of emotions.
1: Well, and so do you think we should? um, Do you think we should be giving our kids money, or does it end up spoiling them? Does it end up ruining them? You need to give them an opportunity to earn money. Because like Warren Buffett's not going to he has billions, Mm -hmm. he's not just going to hand it over to his kids. Right now, I'd be torqued. I'd be mad. I'd like I'd take Warren on and say, "Come on, Dad. Then I'm not going to take care of
4: you." Well, you know, I've seen their kids <laughs> interviewed on 60 Minutes, yeah. and they seem to be pretty well adjusted. Well, they, they, yeah. they seem to be pretty happy. Yeah. Look at some other uh, rich kids out there, maybe of the of the Hilton variety, uh-huh. who've yeah. been given all kinds of wealth, and yeah. without naming names, where are some of those uh, kids famous for? Right. Exactly. Being arrested that... for cocaine in yeah. Vegas and partying uh-huh, and, and little certain chihuahuas videos, that are circling out there on the internet that are they're Embarrassing, yeah. It's it, it really. I love that idea
1: that it's just kind of the magnifier of your character. Mm-hmm. So as we're trying to deal with it, it's not just having a ton of money. And I'm sure. I mean, you, we talked about the athletes earlier, mm-hmm. but an athlete that comes in and all of a sudden is making half a million dollars a year at 21, 22, uh, it's just now going to magnify their character, isn't it? Right, or it their is. lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I like that. That seems like. It seems like the way to go. It, it seems like, in a weird way, taking the taking the conversation off of money and onto character is is. Uh, it seems like the healthiest way to deal with it.
4: it is the healthiest way, and I believe it's the only way. Hmm. See, I've been doing this for about twenty one years now. working with people, and I've seen all kinds very, very wealthy and very yeah. poor. Like the guy I mentioned to you with the, yeah. the cable bill, right? right? Nine months after being laid off. I remember about five years ago, Matt, I was just kind of reflecting my career and, and what really made the difference between those who made it and those who didn't, financially right. speaking. I have a few clients who are multi-multi-millionaires, worth tens of millions. And so I asked them for the secret to success. I hope I get some little you know, secret or something yeah. I could apply for myself, I could teach others. What they basically told me, though, was, Martin, I have to save money. It's in my DNA. It's part of who I am.
1: Yeah, it's just their nature. It's and their...
4: They, they work hard. They live below their means. So it's just a, that's it. Just two weeks ago, a teacher came into my office. Yeah. Said, Martin, we first got married. We had very little income. So therefore, we decided to pay off our debt as quickly as possible. They're in their mid-50s. Home was paid for $100,000 in a bank account. Right. Other people would say, Martin, I was young with no income. Therefore, we use credit cards to buy everything. You know, same scenario oh, yeah. with two different outcomes.
1: Isn't that true? Now you in your book, this this idea of kind of the sudden wealth thing, you tell a story about Morris. Mm-hmm. What's that about?
4: Yeah, uh Alfred Morris plays for the Redskins. He's a he's a running back. Signed a two point yeah. two million dollar contract, so about five hundred thousand dollars a year. Huge. And he still drives his nineteen ninety one Mazda six two six. I bet they laugh at him. Well they, 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 they tease him. They called us Bentley. <laughs> And he, he's going to say that he's, he's not married yet, but when he has his own family, he wants that card to be handed down to his kids. Oh, don't you love that idea? That's well, a great idea. It's fantastic. Idea. I've got a copy of the article right here, though. And the article ends by him saying he's going to give it to his kids. He'll just fix it up, and it ends with poor, poor Morse children. So here's the mainstream oh, media huge. writing about this guy and teasing him yeah. for doing the right thing, man. Yeah. His kids will be wealthy. Yep. It's the guys who blow all their money on brand new cars and the wine, women, and song who yeah. will have very poor kids. See, and and you hear that. Uh, how many athletes do you
1: hear dying, you know, in poverty on selling their Super Bowl rings or whatever mm-hmm. to make it? And then you hear a guy like this that obviously has enough character to not yeah. just. Chase he should be it. held on a pedestal. Yeah, we've got it backwards, don't we? Absolutely. Sweet. Martin Hurlburt. We're going to come back, Martin, and I want to I want to get into it a little bit more. I want to start figuring out how. You know what I mean? Okay. What do we do? Certainly. You know, get into that and uh, get some more tools. We're talking to Martin Hurlburt. You can find him, by the way, at tm-wealth.com, tm-wealth.com. He's got a lot of tools on there, including profiles you can fill out. We'll be talking about those after the break. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
5: Start your morning right by listening to Marcus Smith and the Morning Team. With news, current events, entertainment, and lively conversation, the Morning Show is here to kickstart your day.
4: The movie will be better than the radio. No, 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 the radio is always best. The radio is always best.
5: (laughs) Join Marcus and the team for the Morning Show, weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. KBYU
0: FM HD2 Provo.
2: so pretty his parents give him
4: love and affection to keep him strong moving in
1: the right direction living just enough just enough for the city <laughs> welcome back everybody to the Matt Townsend show Ooh, you gotta love Stevie Wonder He's telling the story, the real story of healthy living in a way. You know, we've got it so backwards. We keep thinking it's about everything that it's not about. Drive the nice car, get the nice rims on your car. Right. Uh, and really, it's just not about that. We're talking with our guest Martin Herlbert. Martin has written a bunch of books, and, and uh, we're going to be giving away just a fun little compilation of quotations that are, that are around the topic of money and, and, and saving. And um, the book, we're giving it away to five listeners. So first people to, to, to email us at mattchat at byu.edu, chat mattchat, M-A-T-T-C-H-A-T, at – at sign – BYU.EDU. The first five uh, emails we receive, we will send out a copy of Money Could Talk. Uh, here's what it,
4: if Money Could Talk. Here's what it would say. Okay. A great book you put together. Can I give them a teaser? Yeah, let's hear. Motivate one. them. Here's, the, here's it. the first quotation on page three. Okay, it says I came into this world with nothing, and I still have most of it. <laughs> it's true. But Well, no, I have much more than that, Martin. I have debt. Well, you mentioned you had dozens of dollars. Was that all at the same I, time? No, no, no. Oh, no. that was over a period of years? No. Yeah. Okay. Over all the right. years,
1: I've accumulated dozens. <laughs> dozens like, of dollars. I'm going to go out on a limb and say tens of dozens.
4: Tens of dozens of dollars. Wow. But it's not
1: enough. And it, but what we're learning is it's never going to be enough. We're always going to want more. And okay. it, it's funny. You know, we all know this is true because if you've ever watched a show about anyone that's ever won the lotto, you know, A... It doesn't bring happiness. Most of them end up struggling major, losing the money, right? Is mm-hmm. that what happens? I mean, or is that just the hopeful dream of somebody that never wins the lotto?
4: No, an awful lot of them do lose it all. Yeah. They'll end up not even just losing the money, but being bankrupt, which is, I mean, they That's lost where, all yeah, the money above and, even, and beyond. And, yeah, even more. They're deeply in the hole. Does
1: it just set us up because we don't, we end up, we end up having resources, but we still don't have the skills to do it. It's kind of, it reminds me of a little kid holding a fire hose. Mm-hmm. you know, sure he can hold a host, but he doesn't have the resources to actually direct it in a healthy way and eventually it directs him right starts tossing him everywhere.
4: well, and I think the big challenge and this is what the new book is about is again yeah. that the sudden increase in wealth and let me give you an example yeah. here you got six kids right yes uh, let's just on a limb here, okay, go on a long, long okay. limb, and we'll assume that you and your wife are nominated as Parents of the Year oh, here yeah. in Utah. Hello, twice. You're, you're awesome parents. <laughs> you meet with the governor. He gives you a, a watch and mm-hmm. some movie passes or whatever. Yeah. So, and because you're such awesome parents with your six children for the past year, they say, you know what? We're going to give you 24 more kids. Congratulations. Oh, jeez. Now, how will the next Thanks. 12 months compare to the past 12 months in, as far as your parenting skills? Um, well, I would probably travel more. You <laughs> would travel more. I would get a job and
1: travel more. I'd have to quit the show because I would need to be on the road just to be on the road. Just to
4: get away from the kids.
1: No, I would say I'd be out working, You'd but a lot of it to... would be to just be on the road.
4: Yeah, yeah. I'd probably take my wife with me too. You would. Mm-hmm. So that they would fend for themselves. And it would end up in Mexico. Yeah. No, so what, what are your chances of getting parents of the year the no, second year in a row? Not going to happen. Okay, so that's very similar with, with the money and these yeah. lottery winners. You finally win it.
1: And you can't handle and, it. And, and they lose it all. That's yeah, right. That's huge. Yep. That's a great example.
4: You know, there's a story also in, in our book about Jack Whitaker. Now, this guy, 10 years ago, just I think the day before Christmas or on Christmas Day, he won $315 million. Oh, my word. He bought just one ticket on a whim. Yeah. And he won. Two years later, he wished he'd never bought that ticket. Really? His granddaughter had died of a drug overdose. He was raising her. He loved her. He wanted to give her the best. So he started giving her $5,000 a month. You do what you want. Don't mm-hmm. need to go to school. Don't need to work. Bought her a sports car. So what does a teenager who's 18 years old do when they have a brand new sports car and $5,000 a month? Yeah. She started to party. Yeah, drive fast. And, and un- unfortunately, she died. Oh, geez. Imagine that. It, it killed her. That's not now, worth $350 million, is And it? here's an interesting thing, though. This guy, Jack Whitaker, when he won the lottery, was already worth $17 million. He was no stranger to money. He'd worked hard his whole life, had a building business, a contracting business, yeah. hundred employees. But it was that increase from the seventeen million to one hundred and seventeen million that just totally that tipped for a, him, tipped him, yeah. And it's inter- it seems like that wouldn't. I mean, it. Yeah, I. Well, oh, boy, my research, Matt, says that that is that's exactly what happens. It's oh, that, that's It's, so a, it's a sudden increase. Yeah, I was as I was getting ready to write this book this past summer. I went golfing, and met a guy there I'd never talked to before. Told him about the book. He says, Martin, a friend of mine is 25 years old now. Unfortunately, his mom died, mm. and he, and his father had already passed away. Well, his mom loved him, wanted to take care of him, and give him a you know a legacy to get a head start in life. So she left him $850,000 to a 25-year-old. Mm. So all his financial problems were solved, right? Right. Now it's good. Now everything's good, huh? Yeah. Okay. 18 months later, it was all gone. Ugh. So this 25-year-old spent nearly a million dollars in 18 months. Now he lives in the basement of his friend's parents' house, and he's a waiter at Chili's. Oh my word! Now nothing against waiters at Chili's; all, all no. are, you know, they're hard workers, but to be there after having or because you blew nearly a million dollars.
1: What is it? it? I mean, what is it that makes us like lose all common sense just simply because somebody has thrown more money at us? It seems like we're literally we literally go
4: nuts, right? I think this is the key phrase that everyone listening should remember. If you're not driving, write this down. If you are driving, remember it. Memorize okay, it. This is it. Emotions can be hazardous to your wealth. Oh, that's great. Emotions yeah. can be hazardous to your wealth.
1: So true. Now, now, what do you mean by the emotion? I guess the emotion of the win, the emotion of having it, and I guess
4: not having to worry about every meal? Well, when you're talking about getting these sudden increases in wealth, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's very, very emotional. It's, it's exciting at first, but then you get kind of over that. Then you have all your friends and family asking for money and strangers. You know, in Jack Worker's case, he kept working. Yeah. But people were at that convenience store waiting for him to buy his donuts and coffee every morning so they could ask him for money. So when you have strangers telling about their, their kids with cancer and you know, these sob stories, you, yeah. you don't know if it's true or not. And so it became this, this huge, huge burden for him.
1: And it, it, overwhelms. it overwhelms. Then it just him. seems like it might get easier to just throw money.
4: At people just to get them away from you, than it
1: is to actually have to deal with the emotional side of
4: saying no. Now, how about this though? Probably not all your listeners are lottery winners. How would you imagine? Yeah, I bet they're not. Okay, they're not. A lot of them
1: are just like truck drivers, employees, bosses. You know. So let's bring
4: us down now to the average person's level. Emotions are still very hazardous to your wealth. When someone buys a brand new sixty thousand dollar SUV.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. Do
4: they do it because they need a $60,000 SUV? No. Do they ever take it off-road? No. They baby that thing. They polish it. It never sees any dirt at all, does it? No. Yet yet they got the SUV. Right. They buy that SUV for the emotional satisfaction that it gives them and the attention. Yeah, feeling good in that car. If you buy a brand new $60,000 SUV, you put it in your driveway, what do your neighbors say to you? You are so rich. Yeah, you're so rich. Lucky, Matt. Yeah. Sweet ride. Yeah. On, let's take it for a spin. I'm hot. You get all – yeah, and you're, you're suddenly hotter. Exactly right. <laughs> I'm so you're, much better. Your wife's starting to worry a little bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, but the funny thing is that you're saying that's not – that's the emotion. That's That's the, the emotion not behind real. it. Now, a friend of mine has a great idea that I think will solve our nation's financial problems. He wants Congress to pass a law mandating that everyone put their net worth on their garage door <laughs> – in six foot high numbers.
1: Oh, that's yeah, that's. Now, crazy. Do you think
4: we start to make a little better choices? Oh, yeah. If everyone knew our net worth,
1: wouldn't that be? Well, yeah. You just what if you had to carry it around? Like right. I think it should be. I think it should be on your credit card. Every time you run your credit card, a speaker says, "His net worth is five hundred
4: dollars." That's right. Would that not be yeah. like
1: you're at Walmart? Everyone look at you like that guy's rich.
4: That's right. I want to be like that Maybe a Walmart, huh? Or somewhere. But I mean, how, all of a sudden. how about this, though? The, the guy buys a $60,000 SUV and you watch his net worth oh, go yeah. down by $60,000. He pulls up. Now, is it as impressive? Not at all. It's not. And what if his net worth was negative to begin with and went even deeper in the hole? You'd say, what are you thinking, you idiot? Take oh, yeah. it back. Yeah. That's huge. So, But if Congress doesn't pass that law, it's up to you and I to keep track of our net worth.
1: Well, I think Congress is probably not going to do it because. Our net worth as a country is in the hole. Yeah. You mean Congress so can't
4: handle money? Yeah. They're what? not
1: very good at that. Oh, that is such a great idea. Okay. Martin, you got to make that happen because that's money. Okay. That is money. I'll start my campaign right now. Like, and what I love is that that creates this immediate accountability, too, mm-hmm. huh? So one that's of the right. keys to this is this we need immediate, because uh, there's the social grace. I in fact, when you were saying that, I thought of something. We only have a minute, but I was thinking if, um, If I'm getting it paid emotionally for buying the car, then you probably can't get paid financially for it. So it's like – so my payoff is emotional, psychic income I call it, the ability to say I'm cooler than everybody, I'm better than everybody, I've got this really nice SUV. So maybe that's a little guide for people is what you're saying. If somebody's out there getting a lot of emotional psychic income I call it, just benefit to your psyche because you're so cool, you're so rich or whatever, you're probably not – saving as much or making as much
4: exactly right and we'll talk about the solution to that problem yeah in the next segment this.
1: okay we're going to be back with martin hurlbert now martin they can also go to your website which is tm-wealth letters t and m dash wealth.com that's right and uh, on there, they can just find everything you're offering, your books, the Wealth Profile. I guess we'll come back and talk about we will. the Profile. We will profile. Yep. Good stuff. Talking to Martin Hurlbert. we'll be back right here on the Matt Townsend Show on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
6: This is Sam McCall for Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. President Barack Obama has officially nominated Senator John Kerry to replace Secretary of State Hillary Clinton when she leaves the post at year's end. The Senate is expected to ratify this decision. After House Speaker John Boehner withdrew his latest plan to avoid the fiscal cliff, lawmakers are eagerly awaiting President Obama's new plan, which could be unveiled at a press conference this afternoon. The National Rifle Association is calling on lawmakers to abandon efforts to create new gun control laws and instead focus on putting an armed policeman in every school in the U.S. to help stop future tragedies like the Newtown, Connecticut shooting. New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg says the NRA's suggestions are shameful and said the gun lobby blames everyone but themselves for the problems. Bloomberg also chastised President Obama for a lack of concrete action on the issue. Sexual assault reports are up an alarming 23% at a U.S. military academies. Defense Secretary Leon Panetta is responding to the news sharply, calling for a strong and immediate response. International Italian Prime Minister Mario Monti has announced his resignation as promised after his budget deal was passed by Parliament. The door is now open to a very uncertain election, most likely planned for February, which Monti may run in. On the eve of the second wave of constitutional referendum voting in Egypt, clashes between supporters and opponents of the document, based on Islamic law, have erupted. Police have been using tear gas to try and calm the crowds. A massive 260-foot yacht, which was being constructed for Steve Jobs prior to his death last October 2011, has been impounded because the designer says Jobs Air still owe a large amount of money on the nearly $140 million project. That's the news to now on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. I'm Sam McCall.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Little Pink Floyd, money. You know, it's not all it's cracked up to be. I'm telling you, we're with Martin Herlbert, who's our guest. He's the author of the book, Yes, Yes, Money Can Make You Happy: How to Build, Protect, and Enjoy Your Wealth. He also is the founder of the TM Wealth Management, which is a firm that's dedicated to helping people simplify, and unify, and multiply their wealth. He writes about money. He teaches about money. He's in the trenches, on the front lines, trying to help us. We've been talking about it's not all it's cracked up to be. You always want more than you think you have. The problem might be you're emotionally connected to everything else but maybe being at peace with your money. Right. And there's some solutions. What are some things we can be doing, Martin, to get ahead of our financial stress in life?
4: Okay, well, I think one of the key things is, remember from the last segment, emotions can be hazardous to your wealth. Just yeah. at least recognize that, be aware of it. That helps you deal with it. Yeah. But a more concrete step, though, that helps us deal with emotions is to do what I call a wealth psychological profile. Ooh, what do you mean? And that's on the website. Don't tell me it's
1: my psych- My psychological problems are a part of this.
4: Because uh,
1: people have been telling
4: me that forever. <laughs> I think problems is an ugly word, Matt. Yeah, that is. It's, it's just your psychological profile. So there's a profile that, will you, that you've that you put together mm-hmm. that'll help us evaluate what? Our relationship with money because everyone looks at money and deals with money differently. That's, yeah. See, why did Af- Alfred Morris go to the Redskins training camp in a 1991 Mazda? Yeah. Okay, it was part of his psychic. It's yeah. who he is yeah. and, and with, with his money. So you you go to tm-wealth.com right there on the homepage. There's a link. You answer about 10, 12 questions, and it gives you one of nine profiles. So, for example, one of the profiles is family steward. They're very cautious. They don't like to take risk. They want to take care of their family. It's top priority. Another profile is a gambler. Oh, yeah. And so they love the thrill of the, the excitement of taking risks and they, they like to get on all the nitty-gritty details and they're just always thinking about it and scheming oh, and wheeling and dealing. That's
1: huge. And what if you're a family steward married to a gambler? Well,
4: that's that my next point. Yes. Yeah. So suppose you get $100 million from, yeah. from your parents. Yeah. right? From, you, from BYU Radio. From BYU Radio. That's right. For example. So you get $100 million. You come to my office and say, Martin, how do we manage this? Do you think it would be helpful for me to know that you're a gambler? And oh, your, yeah. And your wife is the family steward. Oh, totally. Would it be helpful for you and your wife to know that about yeah. each other? See, now we can talk. Exactly, you can, right? What's the biggest cause of divorce? Allegedly, yeah, they, they say money, right? We can't talk about money. But yes, yeah, not the money that caused no. a divorce. If that's yeah. true, Donald Trump would be on his first wife. That's exactly right. He wouldn't have you know, had whatever number he's yeah. on now. Well, his you know, problems is hair. Yeah, there you go. I mean, That's if you're right. accounting, yeah, you could compete with that, right? Yeah. no one. No one wants well, a it's always blowing in your face. That's and stuff. right. It's hard. So yeah, if money caused divorce, rich people would never get divorced. That's, That's a, right. Lack of communication about money, and we're, we're coming from, at it from different psychological profiles. That's so, a very great first step. Idea. You have to understand how do you relate to money. What does money really mean yeah. to you? Is it so, security? Is it a burden? Is it power? Yeah. Is it excitement? So, some are phobias. They don't, yeah. they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to deal with it. Yeah. They're, they're scared to death of it. In fact, someone came into my office uh, probably back in February, which actually inspired me to write this new book. I knew him a little bit, but not very well. And so he comes into my office and explained to me that he had just received, or was about to receive, excuse me, $330,000 as part of an inheritance. Hmm. So his mom was 95 years old. You know, God rest her soul. She passed away. And yeah. she, of course, wanted to bless her three boys, each of them Got $330,000. So he says, Martin, what do I do with this? I started asking him some questions about what was the purpose of the money in his mind. What kind of impact did he want to have on him and his family? And he literally put his head down into his chest and he started bawling. Did he really? Right there in my office. It's not, not very manly, huh? No, this is good though. Come on. And he said, yeah. he, said, he said, Martin, I have no idea. I wish I would have never got the money. It is totally stressing me out. I, I'm just totally clueless. I don't know what to do. I wish someone would just take it all away from me. If you need him to, if, if I'm there.
1: There you I'm go. A, I'm a giver. You're a giver. I'll help him. Yes. But it's funny. He's having like a real, by the way, emotion again. Emotion. And it's probably because he has this concept of what it means and hey, it's a burden. Yeah,
4: he Well, he'd never had that much money. Yeah. And to get $330,000 was absolutely What was his woman. profile? Now.
1: Do you remember? Which one was he?
4: Uh, the, the phobic. He's yeah, a phobic. Yeah, doesn't want to talk about money. Doesn't want to deal with money.
1: Oh, Interesting.
4: That is so that's the first. That's, that's yeah, huge. Go and to,
1: that's free. They can just go do that website, absolutely free tm-wealth.com. That's and right. And then they just go there and they can look for the, the
4: profile, the wealth yeah, profile. You'll see right there yeah. on the homepage, you answer a few questions, and we'll email it to you uh, the next day what, what your profile is. That's and great. you should have both you and your spouse do this. Yeah. Then you can and, start talking. And just the fact that you're a gambler, Matt, doesn't mean you're wrong. That's yeah. just that's who you no. are. Let's no. just recognize kind of it. Can guy not gamble a little bit? And now we can deal with it, right? See, L- so, life's a
1: gamble. Some of the, so family steward, phobic, independent, anonymous, mogul, mm-hmm. VIP, accumulator, gambler, innovator. Right. Those are the titles. Cool. Okay, so then what? So now I so know.
4: Once you do that, the next step then is to define your purpose. Yeah. What's, what's most important to you? Kind of sounds like Stephen Covey a little the bit, kind of a little goal actually. And, and it actually is though. Yeah, the very first thing you have to decide is what's this all for. That's cool. Begin what, with the end, right? Exactly. Begin with the end, and that's why I think that the rock stars and you know MC Hammer, the rappers, yeah. making and losing millions of dollars, they don't have a clearly defined purpose. Yeah, because I don't think their purpose is to go broke. No, but it, it's it, to live. But they it's do to live well. So if right.
1: their, I guess if their purpose is to live well, they did it. They just yeah, didn't and, live long well. And,
4: and maybe, maybe that's okay. Yeah. You know, there's a, I got a quote from a, a football player here. I think it's Andre Ryerson mm-hmm. who said, hey, I bet I spent a million dollars on jewelry. Oh, well. M- now he's dead broke. But you know, who doesn't? Well, yeah. I mean, you should see Juan's bling. Oh, Juan yeah, comes bet. in with more jewelry.
1: Uh, Yeah, he's just a board op student.
4: I was blinded back there. That's right. In the control room. Yes. But that's that's true.
1: See, and now he's like, now I wish I had known I just didn't want jewelry. Like Mm -hmm. I wish he probably wishes he had
4: known what he wanted. So he got emotional satisfaction out of flaunting his wealth. But if we'd sat down with him at the beginning, maybe as a senior in college and says, okay, we know you're going to go pro. You're going to get a big contract. What's really important to you? He'd probably say, well, taking care of my mom is important. Taking care of my family is important. Well, great. Let's go ahead now and devise a strategy that does those things for that's you. That's such a cool idea. And I think also that's the next step. So you define the purpose, yep. what's important to you. Then you develop a strategy to support that purpose. Now, if you come into sudden wealth or even you're just an average person, part of that strategy needs to be how much are you going to blow? Yeah. It's it's okay. I mean, you can have fun. Yeah. You certainly can. Yeah. You know, in fact, that couple I told you about, the the school teacher, uh-huh. $100,000 in a bank account, home paid for because they had no income. Yeah. They each give each other $50 a month to do whatever they want. Party. No questions asked. Yeah, party, right? Yeah. Well, that's that's great. Yeah. If you get a $100 million lottery winning, you know, I'll blow 10%. Yeah. That's $10 million. You can have fun on $10 million. Oh, yeah. So create the strategy and decide in advance how much you want to blow. And part so part of it is have fun with it. But just sure. the, so what you're kind of saying is
1: you just need to get to these, I call them choice points, these moments where we're going to be making choices. One choice is where do we want to go with this? One choice is what's your purpose? What's your goal? And some of your choices can be, okay, we're going to have fun with a certain percentage of this. Some of this is going to create safety. Some of it's going to be for our kids. I mean, you just make a plan.
4: Yeah. And here's a kind of short-term example of that. I finished school here at BYU, I don't know, a long time ago. Yeah, generations. Generations ago. ago, uh, I was married, had my first baby when I finished school. I also was in the Army National Guard, and they gave me a commission. So now they call me sir to my face yes. as a brand new second lieutenant, and part of my training after getting the commission was to go to Fort Huachuca, Arizona, for six months. Wow! Now before this time period, being the poor college student living in a basement apartment, my wife and I lived on eight hundred and fifty dollars a month. Oh, you were loaded. We were loaded. We we as get to student. Arizona, and yeah. overnight they start paying us two and a half thousand dollars a month. Whew. So we tripled our income yeah. overnight. All of our financial problems gone. Yeah, you're to rich. Pl- I, I'm rich, right? You're rich. Both and, and a about, lieutenant, second lieutenant. And, and a second lieutenant, that's right. Within two weeks, my wife blew up on me. Says, Martin, I am sick and tired of acting like a beggar in my own house. I'm, not, I'm a man, right? Yeah. Totally clueless. I don't know what's You're going like, on. what is my problem? Yeah. And she says, well, if I want to go out to eat, Martin, I have to ask you for permission. Well, she didn't really have to. And you look at me. Yeah. You, your listeners no. can't see me. I'm a pretty thin guy. Well, yeah. But, I, I'm, I'm not into food. But you look mean, Martin. I, I, I can be. <laughs> I can be, yes. Yes. Only but when needed. This is about. This is
1: probably just about your history of saving together, right?
4: Well, it kind of. See, my wife's attitude towards money is she wants to have fun and enjoy the yeah. moment. Uh, I was born in Scotland. I was raised, you know, I'm Scottish, oh, half boy. Scottish. Scotch. I'm very frugal with money. Yeah. So we had this, you know, butting of heads there for a little bit. And I asked her, well, well you know, what do you want? Well, I don't act like a beggar. I, I want to just buy what I want to buy. My goal was in those six months to save $1,000 a month. Yeah. See, did you? And, and but and, you weren't on the same page. Well, we got on the same page. Yeah, though. right then. See, probably. If I could save a thousand dollars a month, that means she had one and a half thousand dollars left over, which was twice our normal budget. Yeah. So, so was she happy? So she had space. She was happy. Yeah. Her job was to spend that money. Oh, don't tell her that. Martin. If it's in the checking account, <laughs> and to this day we do the same thing, Matt. She gets now it's more than one and a half thousand a month. Yeah. But if it's in the checking account, her job is to spend it. And we just simply save first. So that's the power of a plan. Now, now we Now we can kind of let go of the money worries. That's huge. We have about a minute. Tell me what's the one thing. I mean,
1: we got the plan. We kind of have some titles that we're going by. We're starting to communicate more effectively about the money. We, we're watching our emotion to make sure it doesn't mm-hmm. control us and govern us. What's the one thing that our viewers can do, our listeners can do right now, and um, that, that they should really be watching out for to have the biggest impact?
4: I think that the the biggest impact is just creating that plan that supports your purpose. In yeah. fact, in my book, yes, money can make you happy. I, I define financial success as aligning your resources, time, energy, and money with your values. Yeah, that's when you're happy. It's the, those rock stars with tons and tons of money. They're not happy because they've never defined their values. And yeah, and I mean, the and the ones who do make it, who are successful, oftentimes they're, they're given to charity. They have things that aren't just about the money, the right. and fame, and fortune. So, if you can align your resources, time, energy, and money with your values, that really is the key to success in everything, life. As well as money management, and it kind of and, goes back to the character, doesn't right. it? And there, yeah, there's not you can't separate money management and mm. life management. No. It's the exact same thing. And
1: you have to have the foundation. That all takes time. That's but that but having some mm-hmm. time up front to think about what your goals are, your dreams are, what yeah. you are, what your tendencies are, uh, that's what builds the foundation. Good stuff, Martin. Martin Hurlbert. You can catch Martin again if you remember tm wealthcom Go there, take his uh, wealth his profile. wealth profile because that's I think that's a big deal. Big deal. Appreciate you being okay. here with us, Thank you, Matt. Thank you so much. Check him out. Go get his book. Yes, money can make you happy. We'll be back right here on the Matt Townsend show to wrap it up on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. What
0: song changed my life?
4: There are a lot of songs that have changed my life.
3: It's a totally brutal question to try and answer.
4: Every musician has that one song that changed their life join Tony Award winner Leia
5: Solanga, American Idol finalist Brooke White, and more of your favorite artists as they explore their lives before and after they heard that one song that changed everything. Watch The Song That Changed My Life Monday nights at 7:30 on BYU TV.
1: You never will be, Gwen. You can't be rich, Gwen, if you're a spoiled brat. No. (laughs) Today, we're wrapping up our show on wealth and keeping your money and maybe understanding a little bit more about it. And it's not like Gwen Stefani's a spoiled girl, but we're talking right now about spoiled kids. We wanted to wrap up the show talking about our kids because maybe the reason some adults aren't wealthier or healthier with their money is because we've spoiled them as children. So, you know, that na 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 by Gwen Stefani made me think of a little girl saying na 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 yeah. na It almost seemed like it was like taunting. She was taunting me. <laughs> like ha. That's spent why all I had money. to jump right in and say, You're never gonna be rich. That's why I had to shut her down. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but love I the- really do love the song. You know
2: what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So Madison I also love, you know, like the Tevia You feel you a rich man. You feel that, yeah. <laughs> which
0: is which is ironic because like he was poor yeah. like the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well then he got okay. rich
1: and then he became a bum. I don't know if you've seen the show.
3: That pretty much sums it up. I've seen the movie
0: and the production, and I haven't seen that version. It's in the book. It's in the book. (laughs) It's in the book.
1: (laughs) Are we talking about The Hobbit?
0: Ah, What are we talking about? What was I doing? Is that
1: not The Hobbit? Okay, my bad. My bad. So uh, Madison Alfredo has got some uh, really cool stuff for us because she has been researching her archives. She has a habit of um, gathering data on spoiled people. (laughs) And so, Madison, what have you got for us? Apparently, you've got some kids that are a little spoiled by their rich parents.
2: Yeah. All I can say is I just feel bad for the person who actually thinks that my last name is Alfredo.
1: Ooh, but you know what? Great sauce. Great Mm sauce. Oh,
2: yeah. You know, that could be a stage name. Yes, yeah. and Alfredo. you know
1: what? I would probably go with something other than a cheese sauce.
2: <laughs> if
3: you ever go on The Iron Chef, that's your name. That is a there great
1: chef name. <laughs>
3: exactly. If like
1: you're a dancer, you don't want to be equated to Alfredo. Mm-mm. No. Nope. We'll get you. We'll get you a name. <laughs> okay. If you're looking for a stage name, we'll get you a stage name.
2: I mean, you know, like Beyonce, she has like Sasha Fierce, and it's mm, like, hmm. That's cool. I
3: thought Beyonce was a stage name anyway, but I guess not. Oh no. Oh wow. no. I'm naming. Or her alter ego. I want my I guess granddaughter named Beyonce. You do. I need an uh-huh.
1: alter ego. No, just don't. You could go, Bryce. You could be Alfredo, and Bryce could be um, Jingling Jasper. Jingling Jasper. <laughs> That's a cool stage name. You with me?
0: It's almost like it's <laughs> it has an adjective in there. That's how you know it's a good stage name. Yeah. If it's like describing something.
2: Yep. Yeah. Go. Well, I'm going to ask if you guys. Can probably guess who these guys' parents are. Okay. So.
1: Are these rich parents?
2: Yeah, they have rich parents. Tobins. So. <laughs> <laughs> these are
0: Tobins. Fun fact: no money there.
1: <laughs> you're digging dry
0: well. You're digging a hole in the wrong
1: place. There's no oil there. <laughs> you are from Texas.
0: Yeah, there's no oil there anymore. <laughs> no, there's no money in it anymore. That's classic, uh, depressing. Okay, Alfredo,
1: what we got?
2: <laughs> well, Eccleston. Ecclestone? Honestly, I've never heard of him before, but apparently he is a Formula One racing honcho. Really? hmm His name is Bernie Ecclestone. Bernie Ecclestone. It's Ecclestone? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I just thought that I did not know who he was. Is he young? But... Is he the kid? No, he's the father. He's the father. Mm-hmm. So it's that... his daughters oh, yeah. that are spending the big bucks. Oh. So Petra and Tamara. 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 Tamra. Probably Tamara. I don't Probably know. There's Patra. so ways to that, was my,
0: that was my aunt's dog's name, spelled the same way. So. Yeah, it <laughs> might work.
1: So what's going on with them? Well- Spending money willy-nilly.
2: Yeah. Um, because the daughters, they're 23 and 28- 28- They have access to their father's $4.8 billion trust fund.
1: Mistake. Mistake. And so... (laughs) and That is a mistake.
2: Yeah. So they're just known for extravagant spending on handbags to real estate. Apparently, Petra bought an $85 $85 million mansion in L.A. last year. I was going to
3: say $85. That doesn't sound too bad. No,
2: I'd
0: let my
3: kid do that. (laughs) I'm kind
0: of impressed that that dad's a little worked up about $85. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Little stingy, are we? Yeah. It is an iTunes card. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, Bernie's not so happy that they've squandered their inheritance. Well,
1: stop it, Bernie. I
2: know. Man,
1: okay, that's messed up. Mm. Um, I mean, I mean, Bryce, I'm not saying you shouldn't marry him. Uh, yeah. But I'm just saying if you do, you're in trouble. I don't know. 85 million. I I couldn't
0: live in LA. I've been there enough yeah. times. If someone spent if if my spouse spent $85 million on a place in LA. I might just like fall on the ground and just cry.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and just let the world well, pass over plus me. Plus, think just... how big the lawn is. <laughs> oh. You're going to have to mow that lawn. Right. With a push mower. Could I at least get a riding mower?
0: I mean, $85 million in the house. Could I at least get a riding mower? You could yeah. sell
3: a shingle or something from the house and oh. get $100,000 back. If I had a shingle. <laughs> no.
1: Have you ever heard yeah. that song? If no. I had a shingle, so no. Um uh, What uh, else you got for us, okay. uh, Alfredo?
2: Well, um, there's this guy named Justin D.R. Combs. Justin Bieber. No. Apparently his dad is Diddy.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, this makes me mad.
2: Mm -hmm. But um, for his 16th birthday, you know, the rap legend uh, handed over keys to a 36- 3,600,000... Oh, 3,600,000... 360,000? Yeah, <laughs> there yeah. you go. Um, Silver... Kia. Maybach? Is Kia.
1: That, <laughs> it's a Kia. It's their
2: highest... It's their highest Top end the Kia. <laughs> it's, a, no, it's, it's, it's a Maybach. It's, it's most the, of
1: Kia, actually. Yeah. It's pretty much all the Kia cars... <laughs> Combined. Okay. (laughs) That's the Maybach. That is a huge expensive car.
2: Okay. I feel bad. I don't know how to pronounce these people's names. That's okay. Well, no, you're not (laughs) in
1: the hip scene like we
2: are. Yeah, there you go. But um, apparently um, his birthday party for his 16th birthday, was attended by people of the Jersey Shore cast. That's oh, well, too bad. The,
1: okay, problem number two. <laughs> right that would
3: ruin my birthday. <laughs> I can and, see you right now.
2: I know. And it was featured on an episode of MTV's My Super Sweet Sixteen. Okay,
1: you know what was messed? I remember this story right when it came out because this is a few years old, I think. Yeah. yeah now he's- He's, he's now 20 and probably in trouble. But oh. um, he's, but here's the deal. The car is so expensive. He was 16. Mm-hmm. He had to have a driver, so you had to have a driver to drive your Maybach because it's a three hundred sixty thousand dollar car. So he literally, he actually had to have a driver for it
2: mm-hmm. because
1: the kid didn't even have a license yet.
3: <laughs> no
2: way!
1: Can you believe I know. That? If it's
2: there in California, it's like or can't drive any of his friends. Kid,
1: that's spoiled.
2: Yeah, but um, I'm gonna call
1: that one spoiled. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, but the thing is, is actually at least he has some sort of drive because he's eighteen, but he earned a football scholarship to UCLA. Did he really? That's cool. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even though, yeah, the kid's spoiled, but... That's cool. He's not just
0: resting on his laurels.
2: Well, I mean, he probably is. You know, as we were talking earlier, but at least he was able... At (laughs) least he has a And why why is she resting? (laughs) I don't
1: know. (laughs) The thing about the but what's cool about that is I mean, really, that's, he's at least got a goal, he's at least got a plan, he's doing something. That's cool. Wait till he gets, wait till he tries to park that Maybach at UCLA.
3: (laughs) There is no parking there. Do not ding
0: my or just, Maybach. Or just if he parks it in, the, I mean, university campuses. Matt, yeah. I mean, you know, the parking here is a joke. That car gets a boot on it or gets towed. He's not going to be able to oh, yeah. live that down. Uh, uh, they well, my Well, parking in
2: UCLA, like, I don't right. think he can drive the Maybach that to UCLA. Yeah. So next one. Um, oh, boy. Okay. Sheikh Hadam bin Mohammed bin Rashid al-Maktoum. Something like you that. You did really good for a while now. Yeah, that was... was you were on a roll. Like, yeah. Um, the Prince of Dubai.
1: Okay. I would have started yeah.
2: there. That's where I would have ended too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Juan. That's very really good.
2: So um, he drives a diamond studded mink finished Mercedes.
0: Oh That's... Wait. Is the mink on the outside? Yeah. No. It is the hairiest like Mercedes yeah. you've <laughs> ever seen. Okay. It's like, I was a little confused there for yeah, a second. Like,
2: you got to okay. go wash
1: and rinse your mink car. <laughs> You got to lather it up. (laughs) Yeah, Bryce. See, that's why you don't have money. That's why I wouldn't know. I knew it Uh, was inside. The
0: car, mink? Yeah, just cover it in mink. Cover the whole thing in mink. (laughs) I'm
1: clueless. Your car stinks. (laughs) No, it's mink. (laughs) That's sad, but true. So she bought a diamond. He. Oh, sorry. He bought his.
2: It's a diamond-studded mink-finished Mercedes. It's worth $4.8 For a daughter? No, like it's his.
1: Oh, it's his. He bought it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sorry, his father is yeah. the king of Dubai, so his yeah. yeah.
1: I bought my son a Chevy S10. about Fancy. 12 14 it's, years old.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. The the truck that's very well known for not being heavy enough to get traction on the back wheels.
1: Yes, we call it spinner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so but I'm thinking about putting some mink on it. Hmm. Actually, I think we hit something that's on it right now. Just stuck on there, so finish the job. Oh, man, what are these people thinking? I know,
2: but he also cruises in the world's largest yacht, which is a $300 million.
1: Mm. (sighs) Covered in tuna.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Tuna yacht. Um,
1: Give us one more. You got another rich, spoiled kid?
2: Yes. I just need
1: one more laugh.
2: Okay, well, you know, I bet...
1: You got to have one that is the reigning supreme champion of spoiled... Girls who have I, a hotel chain.
2: <laughs> I was actually just Narrow to it bring down her up. a little bit. I'm trying to yes, narrow it. The Hilton. The Hilton
1: girls have got to be there.
2: Yes, By they way, are. Great here. chain of hotels. Uh huh. Mm-hmm.
1: I I love their pillows. They have. I guess they're big into pillows. Love it.
2: Yeah, the, I mean the Hilton girls. Though, they have. You that's know, a whole other story. Uh, it's not just Paris. She has a sister named Nikki.
1: And Belgium. The one we never talk about. The
3: ugly sister.
2: <laughs> oh, terrible. But yeah, it's just, you know, everyone knows about them. They are just blow through their daddy's dollars with vacations to France, Aspen, and they purchase multi million dollar houses around LA. Yeah.
0: See, that buying houses near LA, I think that's the sign that you've made a poor financial decision.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. And then you pull, I mean, you pull up in your mink Mercedes. <laughs> There's your second choice because right. your Maybach got
3: towed. Because your Maybach, Maybach oh, got towed, man. it got booted
1: at the life is so hard at the rec center. <laughs> so they're uh, spoiled. Yeah, you guys aren't spoiled. I'm glad you're not spoiled. Well, well, they're...
0: we are
2: working college students, so you, you don't. Aren't.
0: You aren't there for my personal life, so let's not let's not jump the gun on this.
1: Oh, that's true, but <laughs> that's... we are seeing all the ramifications <laughs> of your childhood you see the echoes? Yeah, later on in my coming. life, you think <laughs> they'd you'd, you'd, you'd think they'd end, wouldn't you? Okay, here's what we're going to do. I think Juan's done. And so done. we're going to wrap up this show. What better way to do it? Folks, let's start Let's start teaching our kids something, right? What better way to do it than listening to the Beatles, who are going to teach us money can't buy us love. Thanks for joining, everybody. Hope you learned something about uh, money, that it doesn't have to be the only thing in our lives. People, family, relationships, they all matter more. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back every Monday through Friday right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. money